Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about this is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And a lot of stuff going on, um, including... A couple of things I, I don't understand. Uh, so uh, uh, joining the show now is R.J. Lees. How you doing, man? Always a pleasure, Dave. Doing great. Just keeping busy, trying to learn a few new things, and hey, trying to be successful with it. What's this deal with the USFL? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. Are we going to have minor league football? I mean, what, what, what is going on with that? Man, it seems like every, I mean, for the last five years, they've tried some version of this three separate times with either a fan control league, XFL, yeah. indoor football. I mean, they... They've really have tried a lot of resources into this. I mean, and so far, I mean, once it started getting to festivals, when unfortunately, like other things were either bankruptcy or the pandemic or something that got in the way. This one that was planned out, they're trying to condense it where it's eight teams, a lot of former high-profile college and NFL coaches like right. Jeff Fisher, Kevin Sumlin, I mean, uh, Todd Haley, who was a former chief coach. I mean, yeah. they are all people who are putting time and effort in here. Where I mean, they had an official draft. They had everything looking good, and tell you the truth, it seems like it could really be successful. And they mm. spread out the teams enough where I mean, there's a few, you know, of course, like New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Michigan, but there's a Tampa team. I mean, Birmingham, Alabama is like kind of like the main hub, which we know how many like Alabama, you know, football fans in general. Sure, so some sort of pro team out there just seems like it could actually be a success. Wow, it just kind of blows. It blows my mind. It just kind of blows. <laughs> I think that was a Freudian, but it just it just kind of blows my mind. I mean, sort of like uh, was it like yesterday, opening day or two days ago, opening day for uh, for Major League Baseball? Hey, uh, Dan, line to left field into the corner, base hit number one, RBI number one, and Bobby Witt Jr. gives the Royals the lead in the bottom of the eighth. I know this is a, a motorsports show, and I know y'all are motorsports guys, but I just got to tell you, that's the most beautiful sound in the world to me. Uh, that was uh, audio from uh, Thursday. Bobby Witt Jr., the number one prospect uh, in all of baseball. Uh, he started the season with the Royals, and he got his first hit of his career was a go-ahead RBI in the bottom of the eighth inning. But, uh, yeah, baseball's back. Uh, can only be excited. Uh <laughs> Yeah, man, it's awesome. I'm I'm pumped. Well, baseball. <laughs> all right, so we got our we got our baseball update from um, from Dan the Man this morning. So I I got to tell you though, baseball it it was almost like well I I thought they were already playing for one um, because you don't hear anything this this weekend this weekend though in racing is got everything you could want right. So of course you know we're going to talk a little bit about the fight last night. Um, you know, Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer, an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old, you know, out there uh, pushing and shoving in 3,200-pound cars. Uh, but we're getting, and that's that's the real men 
right? Uh, you know, the, the jockeys um, in the cars uh, versus. Uh, so, so you know, you had the trucks. That was a great race. Of course, William Byron won that. Um, you got uh, Brandon Jones won last night. So you're going to have yourself a short track race. Is probably going to break out with a fight. We're going to have to take an over under on on who's going to be fighting. Kyle Busch is going to be one of them. We just have no idea who he's going to be fighting. Um, and so you got that. Good job. <laughs> there he is, uh, putting words in his mouth as always. So, so you're going to have that. Then on overnight in Australia, you're going to have Formula One. You have the Formula One race, and then IndyCar at the Long Beach Grand Prix. Which you know, so as far as a motorsports guy goes, I I, I could care less about the USFL, um, Major League Baseball. I don't care until we get to the playoffs, right? So typically my team's out by then. Uh, but anyway, uh, hey, let's let's talk about some local events. Uh, man, the schedule is absolutely packed today, RJ. Oh, for sure, David. No, and there's a lot of fun ones that we have going on where, I mean, these local events are really popping up. I mean, in pretty much every pro racing, there's something this week. So yep. it just seems like, man, this is the time of year to talk about it. We're going to Albuquerque Dragway, first things first, where they have uh, pretty much two events this weekend going on. So today it's their famous Street to Strip presented by Yearwood Performance. That's going to be from 11 to 4, so a ton of great racing that's going out there on the drag strip on drag strip today, as well as tomorrow is going to be one of their bigger events, which is the Derek Sanchez Memorial. It's a bracket race that they have. And this is going to open up. They have bright and early at 9 a.m. on Sunday, so go out there and however long you take. A bracket race, I mean, there's so much back and forth. I mean, it, it's going to be a good, long, amazing event full of racing. So always go out and support Albuquerque Dragway. Well, your wood performance, I mean, been getting it done since 1968. Uh, sponsored the track, you know, got to go by and see their uh, uh, expanded inventory. And that's right, they have inventory, including uh, Torco Racing Fuel, ready to go in five-gallon convenient um, cans. But uh, this is really a test and tune today, that, that year with performance is going to be an opportunity for the guys to get ready for the uh, bracket race. Uh, but on the road course, uh, that AB, ABQ Superlap Series finally got itself started. Sure did. They had a ton of practices kind of spread out throughout. I mean, the first was in January and just spread out everything. But today is actually the round one of this great Super Last series. We had some friends over, you know, the the months kind of talk about it. And it's mm-hmm. already here where pretty much it's one event. Pretty much they plan out per month. So it's spread out a bit. But, I mean, these point races are extremely, you know, they're they're extremely fun to watch being on the road course. Yeah. And round one is going on today uh, out at Sandia Speedway. All right, and so also season opener on the clay uh, is next weekend. Now, they've had a couple of practices out there um, really working it in and extra. They've brought in a new layer of clay on there, so uh, it should be pretty good. And so uh, the opener is April 16th, 360 wing sprints, X-Mods, Street Stocks, Cruisers, uh, New Mexico Dirt Association. So that's the uh, flat track motorcycles. Uh, Vado Speedway, they got another uh, another one of those uh, uh, hot weekend nights or whatever, hot Saturday nights. Well, I love, so I just love these events that they name all of them. This one, it's just one city that's kind of they focus on. It's Welcome to El Paso Night. So El Paso being close enough to Vado where I bet a, I bet probably half the racers are probably from kind of that area where mm-hmm. they come over. So it's a big deal where it's El Paso Night down at Vado Speedway where it's going to be, April 9th, there's going to be a racing starting at 7.30, gates open at 5, and they're going to have the late models, the modifies, the super trucks, stock cars, and hobby stocks all out there tonight for the El Paso night, and 
greetings from El Paso is for all to go and visit. Awesome. Alien Speedway. Yeah, so Alien, I, I, I read a whole thing where pretty much, I, I assumed their season opener was going to be last weekend, but pretty much that was the opening night where I believe, where now it's actually the season opener, where it's today, April 9th, with the USRA Modifieds, USRA Hobby Stocks, and USRA Stock Cards, the Junior Cyclos, and the AMS Bombers are going out there. So pits are opening at 3, gates open at 5.30, racing at 7.00. And just a full great time event. Their whole calendar is up that I actually posting right now. And pretty much the stock cars, it's fifteen hundred dollars to win. I mean, this is real money wow. out there for racing. So go out to Alien Motor Speedway and they have a ton of great events that are coming up, followed by next week being their Easter extravaganza. Wow. Uh all right, so Uranium, we still got a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Uranium, I mean, Spencer kept telling me, like, you got to talk about it, man. There's some cool stuff that's going out there in <laughs> Uranium Capital uh, Speedway. And pretty much, so April 23rd and 24th, so we're still a few weeks away, but this is going to be their test and tune for all classes. It's going to spread out into the whole weekend, so 23rd and the 24th, and go around support on all everything opening up for their season opener with the micro sprints and all the other racing is going to be April 30th. So road racing, I guess you got to go down to... Uh uh, Dimming, New Mexico. Yeah, so uh, Southwest Motorsports, I mean, one of their big events that they have going on. And they had, of course, their kind of like their qualify the tests and everything that they have were going on. And it's going to be springtime in the desert at the Arroyo Seco Raceway in Deming, New Mexico. So try to cover all of New Mexico, especially Southwest Motorsports are really good with kind of traveling and figuring mm-hmm. out stuff like that. So that's going to be the same week, so April 23rd and 24th, a two-day event. So springtime in the desert. Sounds like a beautiful time to me. Well, and it, uh, as far as creativity, too, it uh, looks like Moriarty MX is doing some sort of uh, Easter event. Well, Moriarty MX has such a good time on two wheels and so many great events that they try to have planned out. So this one is going to be the... Lucky 13 Race Series, it's going to be one of their scheduled events. It's April 16th and 17th, so next weekend, where it's going to be their big, it's the uh, Easter annual Easter celebration, as well as round four of the Lucky 13 Race Series. So go on two-wheel support next weekend at Moriarty MX. All right. Well, we've got a whole lot more coming up on the other side, including we're going to talk some NASCAR with uh, ESPN stat and info guy Matt Willis. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. This is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope for the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque. This is Denny Hamlin of the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And uh, joining us now is uh, Matt Willis with uh, ESPN Stats and Info. How are you doing this morning, Matt? I don't know, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing great. I'm finally getting some uh, spring here in Connecticut. Hey, yeah, so you're starting to get the thaw? Yeah, there's uh, there's no snow on the ground, and I'm only wearing uh, two layers right now. So that's a, that's a win in my book. <laughs> that's 
That's fantastic. So a uh, lot of stuff going on. Uh, before we jump into, uh, uh, you know, maybe even talking about a little uh, fisticuffs, uh, wanted to uh, get your opinion. I mean, what do you think of this uh, new Jex- uh, next-gen car so far? I think it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, you know, it's kind of thrown you know everything into, into disarray. If you know, if you expected 2022 to just pick up where 2021 left off with you know, a lot of Hendrick dominance and the Gibbs cars looking strong, then, then you've been then you've been way off. And, and I think it's been a pleasant surprise with how competitive the fields have been, how competitive the racing has been. Uh, you know, the you know the fields were equalized out, and, and if you expected to see the track house cars looking you know looking like world beaters earlier on this season, I, I, if you saw that coming, you're lying to me because you didn't see that coming. Uh, nobody, and and I do follow you, you know, with the uh, uh, the fantasy racing. And um, I, if somebody would have had this, I mean, they could have won a bunch of money. I mean, you take you take a rookie winning the Daytona 500 uh, in Cindric, Chase Briscoe getting it done in Phoenix, which is always good because that's the final race of the season, and that's for the championship if you can make it there. And Ross Chastain has been knocking on the door, um, finally got it done um, in Coda. Uh, getting that finish. The record of uh, goes back to 2000 for having 10 different winners in the first 10 races. I have a feeling, and I'd love your opinion on this, that's going to fall because going into this race at Martinsville, uh, Hamlin has won five, Truex has won three, and Kozlowski, who's way down in like, what, 31, 32 in points, um, has two victories um, at this track. So we could definitely... I guess Truex could win it because he's been knocking on the door and keep that going. Uh, but I think Hamlin has definitely got an inside shot on this race. Yeah, you know, Hamlin's, Hamlin's been good here. Uh, uh, Truex is a great pick. He's been so good in these like, shorter, flatter tracks over the last couple of years. And, you know, if you look at the standings, the drivers won two, three in points, Blaney, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., they all haven't won this season. And all of them have been very strong. I would say they're one, two, three in points. But Chase yep. Elliott looked really strong in practice. Uh, you go down to a driver like Kevin Harvick in eighth, who's fast in practice. He hasn't won yet this year. And even now, Eric Almirola is starting on the front row. He's, he's been really, you know, he's been really, you know, as off he's been on the intermediate tracks the last couple years, he's been good on the shorter, flatter tracks too. New Hampshire, Phoenix, Martinsville. I'm looking at tracks like that. Um, you know, and even down to like, you know, I think we're going to see drivers top 10 points miss the playoffs this year only because uh, you, you, you get a win from a guy like Christopher Bauer. You know, Bubba Wallace is really strong at Martinsville, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, there's there's playoff spots are running out. You know, one more winner, and that's half the playoff spots right there. So we could even see guys in the top ten not make the playoffs. A win might not be enough to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, that that's phenomenal. Uh, you've got uh, Chase Elliott on the pole uh, for tonight's race. Surprising that he's the only one at Hendrick that has not won yet. Um, he's tied in, you know, just total points at 241 with Ryan Blaney. Um, but, uh, that's, that's shocking. Yeah. It, you know, when you consider, you know, how, you know, recently he's coming off a championship and, uh, and you look like the flag bearer at Hendrick Norris for 10, 15 years. Obviously Kyle Larson kind of took over that throne last year, but Chase Elliott's still a very strong racer. Um, you know, you, you just figured he was going to win at Coda just as given his road course prowess didn't, you know, didn't look as strong as some other cars there. Um, obviously it's an adjustment process, uh, with the new car, but whenever there's a big change, we saw this with, the, you know, the previous 
generations of NASCAR Cup cars. You know, Hendrick Motorsports always seems to come really fast out of the gate, and, and they won three of the seven races this year. Even if they haven't looked, you know, dominant, but they but they found their way to victory lane. So I think it's just a matter of time with until Chase Elliott gets that win. Um, you know, if it's if it's not this week, you know, maybe down at like you know Dover. I, I think he'll win before we get to the second half of the season. Well, and William Byron got it done um, in trucks on Thursday night, which is kind of cool <laughs> to be able to watch a race on Thursday night. Uh, but you look at him, and I mean, he's leading um, when in, in the points when you you factor in wins. Of course, at uh, two eighteen, a uh, Chastain two fourteen, and then Alex Bowman at two twelve. Uh, Chase Elliott on on raw points uh, tied with uh, Ryan Blaney at two forty one. Uh, interestingly enough. Uh, it looks like Kyle Larson is kind of having a pedestrian start to the season, other than the victory. Yeah, you know, it's I keep waiting. You know, he's got the three top fives, but when he's not top five, his finishes are you know thirty seconds, thirty fourth, thirtieth, twenty ninth. A lot of DNFs for Larson around this year. Uh, you know, he's finished four races, and three of those have been top five finishes. So it's been a weird start for Kyle Larson, still getting a handle on the new cars. I'm sure a lot of drivers are. Um, but it's it's the reliability we haven't seen from Larson that we just came to expect last year. So, uh, you know, when, he, when he's run up front, he's in, he's in great. But we haven't seen those laps led yet last year. We didn't see him go four digits with laps led last year. You know, numbers we haven't seen, you know, since Jeff Gordon's prime in terms of wins and laps led. Uh, it's been a surprise that he's dropped off so much. So that just shows you the kind of the leveling of the playing field that this new car has had. I think it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, it is amazing when you consider the fact that a lot of times they talk about how these uh, dirt track guys uh, do a little better at dealing with with challenges or uh, changes in the car, or getting into different cars, and yet he has kind of struggled a little bit to kind of figure out the new car. Yeah, it's. I think, you know, it's been a totally different drive because I think we've seen, you know, a handful of guys that you'd expect to do really well with, with new car struggle, and, and when you look at, uh, you know, a Denny Hamlin has been, you know, until he won last week, he seemed really off. And, you know, they made a really good pit call for, for him to win, um, which shouldn't be a, you know, surprise that, you know, one of, really one of his best tracks. Um, but, you know, if you, if you take that win out, he doesn't have a top five yet this year, average finish was in 20th. So a guy like Denny Hamlin, you expect to hit the ground running is, has seemingly like kind of missed the, you know, the start, the, missed the setup in the early season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really been you know you know a le- really leveling of the field, um, you know, early on, and it, it's it's been a surprise to see which teams have kind of taken that up for not just Trackhouse but Stewart Haas Racing, which we kind of looked out the ones a little bit last year, like they've really fallen off that like top tier of teams, and now you know Briscoe's a winner, and you know Elmer's been running really well, Harvick's been running better, uh, and you know th- that team's really bounced back. I I completely uh, completely agree. Uh, kind of alluded to a little fisticuffs last night. Um, looking at the race tonight, um, I think we're going to see some pushing and shoving, maybe a, a few uh, 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 haymakers uh, thrown. When I look at you know Kyle Busch, um, it, you know he's he's had you know a couple of struggles this season, um, sitting with the most short track wins at sixteen. Uh, are we going to see him in winter circle, or are we going to see him in a fight in the infield? Why, why not both? Let's have some fun. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think he's a definite threat to win tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought that you know last week Richmond and you, you just didn't look 
uh, like to see. He's really been the only Gibbs car this week with a lot of practice. You know, looking at kind of the extended lap times in practice, he was the second fastest on 15 lap runs, 20 lap runs. Um, you know, really looks like the class field there. But then Christopher Bell, Benny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., they didn't have that top 10 speed in practice in terms of the longer runs. And so I seem wonder if the Gibbs cars are just off a little bit this weekend. And, and, you know, we go back to looking at, you know, Chase Elliott, you know, really backed up his, like, single lap practice speed by being really fast in the long runs in practice as well, fast on 20-lap runs, 25-lap runs, even five-lap runs. So he's got short speed and long speed, which, you know, what else would you want? So what's the over-under on caution flags for tonight? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> 15? They had 15 last <laughs> night, right? I was going to say that 12 and a half. Um, and, you know, I don't know. That might seem low. Um, I think it's going to get physical. I think, you know, already drivers can see the writing on the wall that it's going to take a win to get in the playoffs right. and maybe two. Uh, and I think, you know, you're going to see a lot of drivers, you know, who, you know, see their chance for victory, uh, this week and, and they go for it and, and lay some bumpers. And obviously, you know, it's great for the fans. Let's have some, I, you know, I, I like to say NASCAR is a contact sport. Let's have some physical racing. Absolutely. I think, I think we are. Um, going to see some. Of course, saw some last night. Uh, what a fantastic finish! Uh, definitely, definitely a build up uh, to that. But hey, Matt, thank you for coming on this morning, and uh, really appreciate you. Keep up the good work over at ESPN, man. Thanks, appreciate it. And, and uh, my guarantee for centers: if there's not fisticuffs, then uh, then Tom McKean and I will fight after the race. Oh well, that's going to be a lot like last night's fight. I, I mean, two, two two skinny guys going at it. I mean, actually, I think you got I think you got reach on 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 McKeon. I, I might I might have eight to ten inches on Tom McKean, so I, I'm uh, I got myself minus four hundred in this one. All right, man. Thank you so much. All right, uh, we got a whole lot more coming up on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio one hundred one seven. The team. This is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Albuquerque 1017, the team. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. So, uh, I was, I was I was freaking Dan out. I was just like looking at him like, uh-huh. what? what's going on? I mean, what do, what do we do next? Really? Hey. Dan, the man, the science man, man. He's in there pushing buttons. So is there a car show about to happen? I mean, uh, you're in the house, bro. I know. I know. I want to thank you for uh, having me come out and hang out with you guys today, man. It's a beautiful, beautiful Saturday out here in Rio Rancho. But, yeah, we got the big park in the park car show coming up here in about uh, two weeks, April 23rd, out at the uh, the new facility, that new location out at Campus Park out there at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun time. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be the first year we're going to do it there. Uh, previous years, of course, we've been at the um, we've been at the uh, Cabazon Park yeah. for years. So it's kind of like anything else. You get up in the morning, put your pants on, you know, go to work. Now it's a whole new facility. So I'm, I've been there a couple times, scoping it out, see where I'm going to line out all these speakers and cables and how the wireless system is going to work and stuff like that. But uh, it's a it's a very spread out, huge facility. And I, I think it's going to be awesome. They're going to use outdoor and indoor yeah. indoor at Rio uh, Rio Rancho Event Center. So we're going to have cars inside. So like an indoor festival car show and outside and of course they're going to have a kids playland uh, kids jumped um yeah those jumpy jump houses i think yeah and uh, man tons of food vendors and i think it's gonna be awesome show people need to come on out well i'm gonna tell you uh 
when they moved from Haynes right. um, and they, they moved to Cabazon, right. the, the, the number one issue out of Cabazon um, was parking. Right. You know, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, I one time parked, you know, and, and not that I don't need the walk, but I must have parked like clear around in the neighbor, neighborhood. <laughs> and, and the poor people are probably like, when is this car show going to be over? Yeah, right? yeah. You know, whereas out there, I mean, they've got they've got tiers of parking. I mean, there's there's plenty of room. I mean, there, you know, I mean, there there is a park, but then there's, you know, the, the convention center. And, right. You know, um, and everything. I, I think it's going to be yeah. I think it's going to be a good time. There's it, plenty of parking out there. As far as I can tell, yeah, um, it's funny when you said Haynes Park. Did you uh, before Haynes Park? We had it at the soccer fields there, over by uh, Loma Coronado. I didn't know that. Yeah, that big soccer field there. Yeah, yeah, we did it there for two years. That was the first initial. Wow. And uh, we had all the cars spread out in that whole field, like a big football stadium. But right. man, and but that's where we held it the first uh, couple years, and then we moved to Haynes Park, and then it just kept growing and growing, and then uh, when Camazon kicked in, it was a whole new adventure. And um, but yeah, the parking was a situation at Amazon. I've, I've had a few people email me or text me why they move it. You know, I got to take a long drive. It's like you know, it's not a long drive. No, and it's a beautiful facility. I mean, it's got regular restrooms for some of right. those people, handicap accessible. Um, yeah. It's just going to be a, a, a just a great event. And uh, what's cool about it, the whole city's behind it. The mayor's behind it. He's all excited about it. Um, um, Mr. Hall. So I. It's going to be a blowout, and um, if it works out great for the one-day uh, one event, I think they may shoot for a two-day event next year. So uh, I'm looking greatly forward to it, and get out there and play some music and see faces we haven't seen since the pandemic, and uh, yeah, it should be exciting. So it, it started uh, at the soccer fields? Yes. Uh, oh, Loma, Colorado. So Right. Okay, so uh, yeah, I don't when, know. When you, when you drive on that road, um, it's, yeah. it's like, I can't well, remember the name of it. is over there as, as well. And... Uh, uh, but uh, but now I mean because really with the uh, cab with the uh, Paso del Volcan right um, I, mm-hmm. I mean it's really it's really pretty quick to get out there right. I mean I I don't know well of course heck I used to run Sandia Speedway and people used to complain about driving <laughs> out there right right you know and of course now they're, they're talking about like building houses out there and so you right. know it's going to be like well you, now you're going to have to drive that far to drive home right that's a complaint but. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, I, I, I was cu- curious. I mean, in your opinion, I mean, what does it take to make a good car show? Um, make a good car show? Oh, of course, the music, right? <laughs> <laughs> I set that for you. I set that for you, bro. Do you, are you designing a different playlist? Well, yeah, for this actually, show? Uh, I actually been working on that since the pandemic. Uh, I've only had a handful of gigs, right? So right. I'm not really. I haven't updated my. Uh, my music selection. <laughs> well, now with uh, 2022 being here, you know, and uh, and cracking the big 6-0 coming up here in a few weeks, it's like, uh, you know, the 50s and 60s, I kind of think I need to fade out of that since uh, I have a uh, younger generation showing up. Right. So uh, we need to step it up some. So I've been working on some uh, newer music. So, of course, I'll, I'll get the looks from the uh, elderlies in the morning because uh, they like to get there early and then they'll right. say, what, what are you playing, you know, but um, it's... It's actually something I've been working on. You can talk to my wife about that because I'll, I'll be on the laptop downloading some music and making a whole set list. And because uh, some people say, "Oh, you just throw a CD in there and walk away," I said, "No, no, you." I mean, these people—they've they been to my—they've been to my yeah, show. That, that's yeah, what we did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these people get out there; they're walking around, and you know, and you you want to make sure they're entertained at the same time, seeing the vehicles and and eating and and just hanging out and having a great time. Is—is is there too many car shows? Lately, there is no car shows. Well, okay. So, I mean, I mean but, that now, now. Take it back a few years ago. I right. say, yeah, there was quite a bit. 
Yeah. Now I think there's a lot of these uh, car and coffee cruisings in the morning. There's quite a handful of that. People can right. find those all over. Um, but as for uh, car show, car shows, I'm I don't think it's as packed as it used to be. But the, it seems like the new generation doesn't like to, especially New Mexicans. They they don't like to hang out in the hot parking lot all day like like we used to back mm -hmm. in you know the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and that mm -hmm. when you had those big car shows. Uh, now it's kind of more of uh, they want to hang out for a few hours and chill and hang with their friends and then, then drive off somewhere else. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been noticing that a lot here in the last couple of years. Uh, but there is there, there is quite a big, uh, what do you say, quite a big uh, big car shows coming up this year. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but as for Albuquerque and the surrounding areas, I don't think there's that many car shows any, like it used to be, I uh -huh. should say. Uh, I get texts all the time wondering where the next show is. Right. Of course, I tell them to tune in to... New Mexico Motorsport Report every Saturday thank, thank morning. Thank you very much. Yeah. RJ works really RJ hard. RJ works as works as he works hard. <laughs> yeah, he he comes up with all these shows. I mean, and and we we've got uh, one that uh, we're going to talk about uh, coming up a little bit later. I mean, all all over the state, right? You know, so I mean, we've got one. Uh, uh, where's this one? Oh, up in Farmington. That's really only two hours. Um, uh, yeah, that's their the big street. indoor outdoor show. They've been doing that for a long time. Uh, they they invited me up there a while back to go up there and play music and that, but. Uh, and uh, just didn't work out, but it, it's a beautiful show. If you have a chance for people to get on up there to Farmington, beautiful city, people are great, and uh, that's just a great show up there. Have you noticed uh, just kind of different groups with different shows? I yes. mean, I, I mean, because I, I I still see a lot of the same people at all the shows, right? But um, but it's amazing how each show does kind of have a, a different flair, right? They do, they yep. do. Um, it, it depends on I think who's putting the show on. And when they hear who's sponsoring the show on that, you'll get a different group of people. That's uh, true. Which is, you know, which is fine. Um, it's like my, my son. My son's all into the Euro cars and the, the Z's and that. Right. And they'll go to a different show compared to a show that's like a classic Chevy show going on or Corvettes are hanging out there. Right. And that. And uh, which which is fine. Um, I mean, whatever floats your boat, I guess. But other other than Super Nationals. Right. Um, well, what's been your, your favorite show? That you've done. I mean, is that is that fair? The is favorite that, show is, is that like you know the, my your, favorite your kids, show actually your favorite is kid? Park in the Park. Park in the Park's my favorite show because <laughs> all ages show up. Right. right. It's, it's a variety of cars, and and you, you get people from all over the state that actually show up. Yeah. And uh, you, you just it's just a great show. It's like a big family gathering. At least that's how it's been in the past. Uh, so we'll see what happens here with this uh, with the new location and being off for a couple years. But as far as I know, their entries are pretty strong, and um, it's, it should be a fantastic show. But, yeah, that's my favorite show. Otherwise, the uh, uh, the Father's Day show out in Edgewood is always a, a packed house out there, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So is, is there a benefit of a two-day show? I mean, are people more apt to, to come in from out of town that's for a, a two-day show? Yeah, a lot of people come out in town for a two-day show, especially if it's a great location and you've got good hotel stays and everything's safe. Um, but... Um, I guess it all depends how you look at it. I like two-day shows. I make good money on those, right? So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Always coming, always coming back to the music. Yeah. Uh, well, you were talking about um, cars and coffee. Right. Uh, and, you know, I mean, that that's definitely uh, uh, no one's in charge of that, which, is, right, which is why we're seeing a little bit of these, you know, burnouts and other stuff that's right. happening. Um, but NS NSRA um, show that they had last year, correct? Um, and uh, two years before, because we missed one because of COVID. Right. One of the things that I had kind of liked about that is there was some moving around. Right. Um, you know, to where they would park 
you know, in one place for a little while, then they would park somewhere else, or and it was a multiple yeah, you could day cruise show. around the fairgrounds, which was cool. Exactly, and people moved around. You went and seen different people in the morning. You parked someplace, and then by the afternoon, you cruised your car and hung out with some other people. Right. Yeah, that that was a fun time. Um, I think they brought it back too soon. Uh, mm. Just after because the pandemic actually was still going on in 2021, people were still ill, and uh, I think if they would have waited a couple, you know, like this year, I think they would have had a lot, a lot better participation and people come down. Do you do you think that um, if because uh, there's a place like the state fairgrounds, I mm-hmm. think they could pull it off if there was kind of a burnout contest. I mean, because then they can control it. Yeah, they could have done mean, it there. You know, actually, there was one there about the uh, the gladiators back in the day had a yeah. big car show out there. That's and, right, and That's they right. did all, they did all that. That was that was a, that was an awesome show they had out there. Yeah, there's just too many at the time, too many car shows going on that day. <laughs> so everybody had to decide where they wanted to go. Right, yeah. right, and and I, you know, I I'm part of that problem. You know, I mean, you it's know. your fault. Dave. Yeah, well, no, I mean, Reggie and I have talked about it. You know, yeah. and I, I used to try and tell him, hey, my guys are different than your guys, right? Just like you said, but uh, but it's but I mean, his show to me mm-hmm. uh, was just. You know, head and shoulders above my show, so I, I didn't right. really, I didn't feel like um, that I was diminishing it. But you know, anyway, I did a lot now, of shows with him, man. A lot yeah. of shows. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Reggie, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now doing the music I do. Reggie helped me out a lot and wow. got me going and actually, you know, taught me the ropes of car shows and play music. And because I was, I was playing music at little shows, but yeah. then Reggie came up to me and said, "Hey, you got the Hooter shows, which everybody remembers out there in Hot Rod Land, right? And we were doing it twice a month." And that's how we became uh, like best friends after a while, and our, our kids all hung out together. And um, but they were great shows. And then at the end, um, it kind of was fading out. And I don't think it was it had nothing to do with Reggie or myself or Hooters. Just a different generation moving in, absolutely, and hanging out from eight in the morning till three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and I, I think that's just kind of what happened. But then after we were gone, and he stopped the Hooter shows. Yeah. A year later, people are crying. Say, there's no shows. How come you don't do this, do that? I says, well, you have to participate, you know, just right. like anything else. And uh, so I think there were some regrets out there with a bunch of car, car people mm-hmm. that um, weren't coming out to participate. And then once it was gone, it's hard to start it back up again. So who knows? It may start up again. I mean, let's see. Well, thank you for coming out. Sure, uh, and uh, appreciate it very to much. in a couple of weeks. You're right. Uh, yeah, be, we'll be hanging out there. Out there. Um, we got a whole lot more coming up, including we're going to talk a little bit about the Xfinity race last night um, and the fight that broke out afterwards. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shelpenzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, Albuquerque, 1017, the team. Hey, race fans, this is NASCAR team owner, Coach Joe Gibbs. You're listening to Jason Swope on New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And, uh, hey, Dan, why don't you play the uh, audio from the end of the race last night? 
pretty big. Yep. White there. flag. 19's there. Half a mile to go. Here's Jones again. 54 still slipping out. Doing it clean right now. Gibbs up the track. No contact this time. Keep him out there. He's going to have to run him up. Jones down low. Gibbs up there. high. Here Brandon comes Brandon Jones. Jones. First win of the year. Unbelievable. And we talked about tire prep. The 19 was working his tires really hard before that. Awesome job. Awesome job all day, guys. He did a good job and 100% tire preparation. I, I I feel like the 54 just didn't have his stuff ready to go. I mean, slipped up and kind of both. So that's that's the audio from uh, the end of the race. And, it, you know, all you got to do is look back to last weekend, uh, contact against, you know, his own teammate uh, to uh, to get that win. So uh, went on a little bit uh, later, went, went into the pits. Ty Gibbs, Sam Mayer. Helmet's on. Bowman talked about the fact they've been racing each other for a long time. Oh, that's a punt. Oh, Ty Gibbs going after Sam Mayer, and we've got a fight at Martinsville. With Ty Gibbs, and uh, Ty, first the uh, the frustration that you had on the restart and then the conversation that you had with Sam. Yeah, well, I tried to talk to him, and he got all on my face. So, you know, at that point, you gotta, we got to start fighting. But, you know, it just... We got put in the bad position there, um, and I, the only thing I'm mad about is this one didn't have anything. If he had, you know, he wasn't going to get past the 16 there, and I just got hit in the left rear. But it's just frustrating. I just got driven the fence at the end. But you know, I was on the other side of it last week, so that's just part of it. Yeah, I mean, I just 100 grand on the line, put the bumper to him because that's what short track racing is all about, and he got upset and. Yeah, 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 short track race and all that nonsense, so whatever. He threw a couple punches, they they were weak, so I can't say much about that, it's kind of funny. But um, I just put the bumper to him for under grand and he got upset about it, but he's been doing that to everyone else for a hunt, every week so far, so I don't understand how it can be that one fighter. You, you tell him to take his helmet off? That's what it kind of looked like on the video. Yeah, it's kind of funny because he walked up to me. I had my helmet off already, and he kept his helmet on. So obviously he was scared about something, or he had it in his mind to throw a punch the whole time. So that's on him, not me. Uh, I'll talk to him if he wants to, but I'm fine. I couldn't care less. I'm going to move on and race everybody just as hard because uh, that's what that's what the Xfinity Series is all about. So I'm going to go out there and do my best, and he can do whatever he wants. and. At the end of the day, anyone can do whatever they want to him because he's put that, himself in that reputation. So it doesn't matter. So I'm telling you, if, you, if you're not watching Xfinity, uh, you're missing some good racing. I mean, these guys are taking it seriously. That's an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old. Those guys are both going to be moving up. Of course, that's, uh, that's Joe Gibbs Racing versus uh, you know uh, JR Motorsports, which is a Dale Jr., so they they know what they're doing. These are good drivers in quality equipment. Um, a little bit of contact, uh, but the the best part was just the amount of booze. Did you hear that? I mean that that's the Lots kid. Of booze. That's the kid leading the championship. <laughs> you know, he's the grandson of Joe Gibbs. Uh, there's been some shots lately, of course. You know, from other drivers because he's got you know the best equipment out there. I mean, you still got to get out there and get it done. Um, but yeah, the whole thing about you know taking your helmet on. Uh, taking them off, you know, both leaving them on, you know, uh, whatever the intent is. Because, um, you know, Sam Mayer, I mean, you see the shot afterwards. Hey, he did get a couple of shots in the eye. I mean, it, it, they, 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 they did look pretty decent. 
um, you know, like they were some good shots. And he said, ah, they were they were kind of weak. But uh, um, that's it. So you got to watch tonight because the big boys. Either it's going to be the cleanest race you've ever seen, right. or or there's going to be, or Kyle <laughs> Busch is going to you know take it take it to a whole nother level. And uh, um, but but definitely looking forward to it. All right, uh, we do got a couple of car shows uh, we want to give a shout out to. Um, I you know hope a fight doesn't break out at a car show. I, I really doubt it, especially <laughs> right? the one that we have going on this weekend, which is yeah. Let's let's talk about that Easter egg hunt <laughs> yeah. and, and bar fight. You know, that's going to go on at Raymond G. Sanchez Center. I don't believe so. It's an egg hunt and car show that's going on on ninety eight hundred Fourth Street, and pretty much there's going to be age groups for each event. It's a free event, of course. There's going to be food and drink vendors, so you could go out and have fun there. But it's going to have food vendors, car shows, jumpers, candy, prizes, and a ton of fun for all ages. Go out there at the Raymond G. Sanchez Community Center today from 11 to 3.30. So we got one set up for next week. It's a family day in car show. Uh, but likewise, I mean, are they going to set up a ring at that one? That one has a chance because it is at Manzano. It is Manzano High School, oh, man. It is at Manzano. Oh, yeah, come on. Oh, wait no. a minute. Manzano High School is like a sponsor of the station, bro. No, that's what. No, hey, it's a no, good I'm just time kidding. overall. No, it's going to be a parent, teacher, and student organization ran family day and car show. So it's going to be from 11 to 2. So a nice compact event. So go out as early as you can with the Monarch family where you're going to have food trucks and fun for all. And all of it is uh, pretty much if you make a donation, it's tax deductible for the MPTSO. So go out there, support what Manzano is doing, and a great event that they have going on next weekend, April 16th. Saturday, right? Saturday. Correct. All right. So April 23rd, 20th annual Park in the Park. We... We talked about that, but let's talk about the one that's going on up at Farmington. 38th Annual Land of Enchantment Northern New Mexico Street Rotter Show. For sure. So 38th Annual, so it has been going on for a great time at McGee Park in Farmington, where it's the Northern New Mexico Street Rotters, where there's 27 different categories and over 100 trophies to win. It's just an amazing event. The indoor-outdoor car shows is really a fun time, where it's also going to be a trade show as well. Wow. So no matter what you're looking for car-wise, you're going to go out here with live entertainment, concession stands, go out there, support Farmington, and a fun time out there for the 38th annual Street Rogers Car Show. Hey, Steve, tell, tell us a little yeah. bit about that show. I mean, 38 years, man. That, yeah, that's, that's been going time, on for a right? while. Right. right. No, actually, it's a fantastic show. Like you said, it's an indoor and outdoor show. Uh, if you live up in that area, or there's there's a few participants here in, in Albuquerque area that actually drive up there, and uh, they spend the weekend up there. But, yeah, it's a fantastic show. It's all sorts of stuff going on for the families, for the parents and the kids. Uh, they do an excellent job up there, uh, seriously. Well, I mean, that that's a good show, right? That's that's a two-hour drive, right. and yet people are going to complain about the Rio Rancho that's, show. Yeah, it's true. I didn't, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's funny, ain't it? No such thing. Yeah. All I, right. It's funny. And then on the on the 24th, Spring Cruise and Schmooze is back at the uh, the Sonic on uh, San Mateo. Oh, I love a good schmooze. That's a good show. <laughs> that's an awesome show. Actually, it, I kind of... Forgot about that now, show. Now that one um, is definitely got some some more vintage cars in it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's the, the the whole you know doing the drive in and the right. whole you know thing. the whole theme comes out, especially yep. hanging out at the Sonic there. Yep. On uh, San Mateo. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's a man. Uh, this girl named Run Around Sue. I call her every time I see <laughs> her. She wants me to play Run Around Sue because she's been doing that show for years, and it's an excellent turnout. Excellent turnout. Yeah, don't don't mess with Sue. No, uh, that's don't. for sure. Sue Sue will lay the bumper to you. Yeah, April twenty fourth, right? So yeah. so that one's going to be in front of the um the Goodwill. Exactly. The, the right. Goodwill. Right so Goodwill. I mean, is and and Billy's Long Bar's there. Right. So th- there could be a fight. 
Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is Sunday. I mean, on the record, it I, says bring it. I yeah. think they're talking about cars, not fights. But they're, right. they're it telling people to bring it. Bring it, it on. Bring it on. Come bring on. It on. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've digressed. Uh, don't let don't bring Steve because then you know then we start talking about fights. But anyway, it also says kick some tires. So you know what? Kick, I mean, kick. I could see some stuff. After going Saturday, on. parking the park, I'll be so exhausted. I'll be lucky to show up there on Sunday. All right. Well, here's another uh, edition of the New Mexico Motorsports Report. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, Dan. Uh, we'll be back next week with a whole new show, in, unless we've been kicked off the air. Right on. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the, the team. team. listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host David Swope will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or parked in shine. If you are into it, we are into it.